Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jolly Paul. Welcome to episode 127. On this episode, we are reviewing Infinity Pool, our summit to scream about. Jolly Paul's going to do a quiz. And from the last episode, our movie from the vault that Jolly Paul picked was Tom Hanks starring in The Burps. How the devil are you? Yeah, living in a suburb dream. <laughs> Come on, boys, perk it up. I want to hear your perkiness tonight. I want to hear you ready for it. I want to hear some pizzazz in your voices. Well, we, we've been geeking out just before the episode. So, you know, um, Star Wars Celebration was this weekend and one of us got to go. So we were loads of stuff there. But uh... don't even give me that. I, I, I offered for you guys to go. But somebody... Somebody had to go and get married this year. What's my excuse? Yeah. Um, yes, I went to Star Wars Celebration. Yes. Yeah, you have fun, Matt. I had the best time. All that I said that would make it better if, if, if you two were there to enjoy it with us. But we 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 um we went with the spirit of the Jedi in us for you, and uh, it was it was amazing. It was cool. It was like loads of reveals, loads of cool stuff. Um, I should really save it for the news, though. I've got a little bit of news um, that came out of it. They're releasing a Star Wars horror comic, which is pretty cool. Um, Apparently, it's got ghosts and um, kind of uh, spirits in it, which is cool. And that's going to come out this year, I think, around Halloween time. So that's cool. But anyway, (laughs) and it has got zombies in it as well. but anyway, what have you two guys been up to this uh, the last couple of weeks? Go on, Jordy Paul, pick it off. Uh, not a lot compared to me last few weeks. Um, so I stripped back a bit. I was obviously watching Mandalorian and I'm a big nerd. So I've been watching Picard as well. So it's been taking up a bit of my time. But uh, I did watch a couple of films. Yeah. Uh, so I watched Mulholland Drive. While technically not a horror, still scares the shit out of me, to be honest. Um Still confusing. Yeah, plenty of uh, scissoring. And uh, that creepy old man, around the, the homeless man around the back of the diner. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Just horrendous. But, yeah, no, I watched that. It was great. Um, and then I watched two films I've never seen before. Uh, a British horror film called Amulet. Not heard of that one. No, no, don't ring a bell. Worth a watch, guys. Creepy as hell. Some guy, uh, an Eastern European guy, um, basically... He's down on his luck and he gets put in a hospital and then some nun comes and rescues him from the hospital and he goes and lives with this woman and her mother and she's caring for her and some weird shit goes down. It's really, really weird. It's a bit too weird in places to give it a real massive recommendation, but it's definitely worth a watch. So it's very, very good. It was what? around like festivals and stuff. So I don't know if it was Fright Fest the year before we, well, I was there anyway. Um, so I don't know, but it's definitely worth a watch. You'd probably catch it around. So it was what was that four. on? Film 4, but I'm sure oh, it'll be on that. Um, and then uh, I watched a film uh, today, actually, uh, called on Netflix called The Deep House. Oh, yeah. Is that a recommend or not a recommend? Because I've seen a lot on a lot of people's. Started off really good and really intriguing and then just turned complete bollocks. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it two stars on their box. It's, it's all right. But it, it it started off being something and then it's, it just went a bit mental and uh, not, in, not in a good way. Um, but it, 
it was start of like a crosswind of found footage and uh, lots of obviously it's all underwater, so it's quite tense. But then it just goes a bit supernatural and it doesn't really sort of explain why. No uh, sharks, no sharks then. No sharks. No, there's a couple of fish in it. Um, and it, it, like I said, it starts off creepy, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a good one." I, I never expected. And then by the end, I was like, "Ooh, turn it off, will you?" Uh, so yeah. <laughs> but that was me this week. All right. Um, I got a couple. Uh, House on. I watched um, an older one, House at the End of the Street, where it stars Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. It's Same not night. bad. Nice little thriller. Um, obviously, it's like got a nice little twist at the uh twist at the end and stuff like that but um throughout it was sort of what the fuck's going on essentially it's about uh, jennifer lawrence moving into a house creepy house down the street and um her sort of like infatuation with the neighbor um and it's like he has something in the basement and what is it who is it so yeah that was pretty cool not so turkey good baster, is it? what not turkey based no no uh not not so good i watched paul anderson's uh monster hunter with uh Miljovic and um a fucking weird wig wearing ron perlman <laughs> it sort of film ended like 65 times Do you remember this one coming out of the cinema matt and we just mm. avoided it we kind of missed uh, it yeah there's definitely a reason it's not much redeemingness in it there's just some big monsters um i think he's got the chat from the raid in it but there was some good, but just the pacing and just like where it went and like when it came out, we sold we sold loads in the shop, loads. I, I think it's one of those like ones that sells good like to people who just you know. It's based on video game franchise, isn't it? It's a video right. game imitation, so that's why it's got a fan base already. Fair enough. But, uh, Paul W S Anderson or Thomas Anderson or whoever, which one of the Andersons it is. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't think he's a very good director <laughs> i don't know so, like resident evil is fucking sick so i can't really argue with that um anyway i watched one of the best movies i've seen this year if you like heavy metal wrestling ridiculously cheap yet satisfying special effects then kids versus aliens is something oh, you, you finally watched seen. it did you watch it on i YouTube? did Oh no! I watched it on um on Apple TV. I rented it, mm-hmm. um, and because there's a couple of good ones, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be watching Mad Heidi. I think for the next podcast, I've, I've seen that one as well. That I know we talked about that, but there's some good shit on there. Anyway, but Kids vs. the Aliens was so fucking fun. It's just like kids are making home movies. So this is the one like the short on VHS, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just it's the way they sort of expanded it is just fantastic. The kids yeah. are great. There's um, it's just no holds barred gore. The aliens are fucking weird. It's it's great, and uh, it's yeah. There's some real unlikable characters in there as well, um, and some it, it just it's it's Paul's Steve. It's your nightmare of a movie, <laughs> I feel. But like it's fucking <laughs> glorious. It is glorious. Gonna, I think I'm gonna go and uh, run that out. Yeah, it is so Stop worth it, it mate. <laughs> You'd fucking love it. You'd honestly, it's so if fucking you put good. Put the uh, Paul's worst nightmare stamp on it. <laughs> then it's gonna be right. On my way yeah, but now we're just the thing is that's like a challenge now that I've got to watch it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it, mate, honestly, it's the the soundtrack is just immense. It is so fucking cool, and like the colours and all that sort of shit. They've done a fucking outstanding job with it with with what they got. So yeah, cracking. I also I, I don't know if it's worth talking about, but um, 
I watched um, Tetris as well. I'm getting through that. Not worth talking about, mate. There's no horror in that. So it's on. Next one. Geeky. No, that's it. That's it for me. Um, wow. Can't really talk about anyone from else. But Dungeons and Dragons I watched at the cinema. So, you know, a bit of horror elements in there. Definitely. Um, and just a joyous occasion had by all. Can't knock Chris Pine. Hugh Grant's sort of like revival in this like is a bad guy. It's just fantastic. I've watched two movies this week with Hugh Grant and both fucking fair game. So, not for weddings and a funeral. Well, you've t- completely uh, ruined my segue there because I was going to go from one alien movie to another. Sorry. <laughs> go on. Um, I um, watched E.T. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah, you have um, an E.T. hoodie on as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want an Amblin hoodie or jumper. I really want an Amblin jumper. Talk, talk to me after the show anyway let's carry on <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah i watched dt because it was on tv and i was like oh man we so we were in a hotel at celebration in london and we were like fuck it let's watch et so we watched it and i just remember like i was talking to the guys while watching it that i was pretty messed up by this movie because i was, my mum took me when i was really young like i must have been about five or six i think when it came out i think um and yeah it just the bit when you know the start where he's like chucks the ball in the little shed and so that was fucking eerie as fuck and, and then this bit, bit that scared me the most was when et just goes mental and starts going wow scary <laughs> but, well, my wife actually would agree with me my wife it was terrified with the scene with the ball mm. it's we watched um batteries not included the other day so oh, i love that movie yeah. great movie got on vhs um yeah, watched that, and also on the same trip, I watched Starship Troopers. <laughs> we we need to know more. <laughs> so yeah, I just like mate. I remember going to the cinema and watching Starship Troopers. I went and watched it, I think twice, because um, at the time I was just a teenage boy, I think, and uh, it appealed to me. Um, oh mate, it's just, it's you know it's tits and bloody. But it's Paul Verhoeven, isn't it? Like it, showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, the thing, first 15 rated film I ever went to see at the cinema. Really? The, yeah. well, the thing is, right, I forgot that how long the movie goes without any sort of aliens in it. It's so long. It's about an hour and about probably about a good hour until they actually get on the planet. And then and I and I was like, how how why did I like this so much? And then it just started kicking in and all the violence and the, and the craziness and the mental one-liners. And then I remembered why I loved it so much. Cause it's just the last 45 minutes is just batshit. It's brilliant. How did it. they get the sequel so wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They need to, they need to re redo it. I think. Well, now it's, it's when, been rumored to be remade for years, hasn't it? Yeah. When, when you think about like the creatures in like, the quiet place and stuff like that and you think of the creatures in this it's like it could easily be done now i mean it was done way back then now you could go to town on it and just make it cheesy give it that whole marines like feel to it and just again make it about that but yeah that was quality that's pretty much all i've seen because obviously i was at celebration yeah, yeah. talking about quiet place i did watch quiet place too Rewatched that with the missus after she watched quiet place the other week she loved it 
The second one still lives up to my expectations from watching it the first time. Fucking fantastic movie. So, yeah, that's good. But, okay, let's uh, shake, it, shake it off and get it onto some fucking news then. Okay, Tay-Tay. I'll kick it off then. Um, director Andre um, Orvdell, who did um, Autopsy of Jane Doe, Troll Hunter, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, more recently, has got a new movie which he's described as his Alien at Sea horror movie. Um, it's The Last Voyage of the Dim- Dimeter. And it's got a little trailer, um, and it's essentially the journey that Bram, you know, that I guess like if you remember Bram Stoker's Dracula, that Bram Stoke, the Dracula coming across on the on the boat. Um, so it stars Sir Davos Seawater. So he's he's getting back on a ship. Um, and essentially, <laughs> That's it's Liam Cunningham to uh, anyone who doesn't want to get nah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, but like. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the, it looks big. It looks big for, and I, I don't. I'm not really a fan of like this of of boat movies in general. I can't really think of one. Boat that, movies. Yeah, like, you love is all right, but like Master and Commander, boat in it and you loved it. Um, but yeah, Titanic. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of. So this would be interesting to see if this one can keep me going because it's a bit of a period what period piece. Not so. a fan of boats. <laughs> I'm going to find you a boat horror now, and it's not going to be Ghost Ship. Well, Jaws. I, I was joking, obviously, because Jaws. Um, anyway, I'm probably going to steal someone's news here. So. Hang on, hang on. I think we should go one for one here because oh, we always oh, we God. always do that. So I'm going to go next. I'm going to steal both your news because I know this is going to come up. So uh, obviously, you've both seen the news about Mia Goth being cast in the new Blade movie. Yes, yes, I have yeah. seen that, but that wasn't that the news. That is brand new information. That... <laughs> she, she is on fire. Yeah. She is on the Hollywood A-list of actors to be hired, mate, at the moment, I think. I think the world is her oyster. It's a shame, in a way. I hope, I mean, Blade's not a massive one, which is cool, but like, looking for... Blade, right... hang on, Blade's not a massive one? What do you mean? <laughs> It's not as I don't feel it's going to be as big as uh, I don't. I hope not. I hope not because they're fucking like IMDb's like all indie horror, man. And I like, pretty much. And it's like, uh, by, the girl's going to get paid. The girl's gonna get paid. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I think she'll still she'll still do. What do you think stuff. she's going to be? Do you think she's going to be like a frost sort of character, or do you think she's going to ha- be friend of friend of Blade or enemy of Blade? I hope she might God, be the new bad guy. She might be the new Whisperer. I think whisper. after seeing her in Infinity <laughs> Infinity Pool, I think yeah, she could be definitely be a bitch. So we'll see. <laughs> All right, don't All blow right. your load yet. Jordy Paul, what you got? Well, you both stole two bits of my news, you bastards. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where this has appeared from, and apologies if you've talked about it before, but have you seen the trailer for the Gremlins animated series? Yeah, that was a bit of my news. That was my <laughs> news. <laughs> it's only, it's only 20 minutes, isn't it, though? Or is it? One off. I don't think it's a series. No, I think oh. it's a one-off 20-minute thing. Well, I, I want to get... get... I want to get into this, but I mean, the, the the cartoon, the animation looks fantastic, and I get the story is, I'll just steal it now, Paul, uh, is ba- <laughs> is like 1920, and it's based on um, 
him growing up as a boy and meeting you know um gizmo and all this sort of stuff and loads of antics and weird shit looks fun it looks more than a warner though the half hour half hour animated series from warner brothers i don't know it says half hour i don't know maybe it's if, if it's a one shot means it's like half an hour episodes mm. it says animated mm. series the voice cast is unreal in it yeah it's like a who's who of asian cinema Produced by Joe Dante as well, and it's got Spielberg on as like I think uh, executive. Um, Zach Gil- Zach Galligan is voicing something. <laughs> I hope uh, it, it looked. Uh, it, it gave me like Kung Fu Panda vibes though, so I'm I'm kind of hoping it's a bit adult at the same time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't I, know where that came from. So yeah, I want to get into this though because this is on the new Max streaming. Which is HBO Max, HBO, which is yeah. now Max, which they're releasing imminently or now. I don't know. Are they literally going to have everything? Then we're not going to be able to see anything because this is a US thing, right? Ain't a UK thing. Is that my understanding? Anyone got some info on? It's, so HBO Max at the minute, a lot of HBO Max stuff comes to Sky. Yeah. So I, I, so I want Last of Us. Game of Thrones, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. as long as they keep that streaming service, the other side of the pond. Then we can still sort of watch it on like Now TV or whatever, and that can be, that can be ours. Because oh, another fucking thing. <laughs> They're going to get all the fucking all the Batman's, all the cool DV Batman shows, and all that sort of stuff. DC, but yeah, it looks big. Anyway, <laughs> my little man, I haven't got anything else. So you literally. Well, it's back around to me then. Anyway, because you stole Paul's really. Anyway, I've got, well, I've got one. We haven't mentioned Black Mirror coming back. I think we did on a previous episode, but carry on. That's bullshit then. That, that was last <laughs> news. So, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, have you guys seen the teaser poster for Maxine yet? No. The one that I've looks seen like a license plate. Yeah, it's like a license plate. That was the one. So it looks like oh, the yes. Back to the Future license plate, but obviously it's a California license plate. That's why. Uh, but the filming is well underway on uh, Maxine, starring and the only one, one and only Mia Goff again. Um, but uh, yeah, it started, and I didn't know this. Um, but the cast, I did not know that Giancarlo Esposito has been cast in it, and Kevin Bacon, I believe. Yeah, Kevin Bacon as well, man. It's like that's crazy. And apparently. Um, According to Mia Goff in a recent interview, it's the best script of the three by far, and it's going to be the best movie of the three. So, can't I'll be wait to judge that. that. <laughs> my, my mind blown was blown when I saw Kevin Bacon. I fucking love Kevin Bacon, so I was like, oh my god. I can see him as like a a dirty tech oh, yeah. producer yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Same as uh, yeah. um, Esposito. It's like they're probably going to be like the owners of the porn industry place where it's at or something like that, isn't it? <laughs> it's probably going to be bo- boogie nights on steroids, mate, with like loads of murder or something. I just, it's going to be madness, mate. It's mm. madness. You got anything else for us, Mr. Um, Stevens? The only other thing I've got, have you guys seen the trailer for the new A24 film that's coming out in the summer called Talk To Me? No, I've seen a still of it, but I haven't seen the trailer yet. Oh, it looks a bit, it looks a bit naughty, lads. Um, it's an Australian film, and it's basically around a, 
seance, but I've never seen it actually quite done like this before. It's not a Ouija board. It's like a hand with loads of writing on. And you hold the hand and then you say, talk to me. But a girl does it at a party and it, it just looks like then it turns it like demonic possession type of stuff. It, oh, I have it, seen the trailer for this. I have seen the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks pretty good. So that's coming out in August, I think. So definitely check that out. But that looks interesting anyway. So mm. that was my last bit. Excellent. Um, Kids versus Aliens, by the way, is out on Friday the 14th of April to watch on Shudder. Oh, I'll wait for that one then. Thanks yeah. for that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely going to watch that though, man. It sounds fucking awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, excellent. Um, shall we move on to our main review? I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. Hi! You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money then? You married Rich. (laughs) I actually came here looking for inspiration. Mr. James Foster, you'll have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? But for a significant sum, we'll build a double to send in for your execution. This episode's main review is Infinity Pool from director Brandon Cronenberg of the uh, amazing Possessor. They, there was like uh, what that two years ago. Um, comes his next movie, starring Alexander Skarsgård, the amazing Mia Goff that we just can't get enough of. Uh, James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of Lactoka when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. So, you watch this first, Paul. Let's go for you on what what's this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> well, um what yeah, what is it about? So, I did, I have done a bit of reading around it because obviously I watched it and I was a bit like, what the fuck? Now I did this in a double bill with Pearl, so my brain was proper wrecked. <laughs> um well, I mean, what what is it about? I mean, it I, th- I suppose the, the first thing is about how what it would be like if your actions had no consequences and oh, basically well, it, it, what the fuck you wanted. Um, that was the first bit, but then I don't know. Is it about science, and then is it about cloning and the the ethics around that type of thing? And I I suppose the for me. It was a film of sort of two halves. I really enjoyed the build-up, and then the payoff for me wasn't great. I suppose that's in in general. And I'll, I'll talk around about that a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think the whole thing was yeah, your actions. What what would you do if your actions had no consequences? Yeah, it's, it's essentially um, there's an accident, almost reminiscent of an I what he did last summer, and then because you got a lot of money, you can pay 
to get a doppelganger killed and you're off let you're let off scot free. I guess that's sort of the essential. If you got if you got the money, you can get someone out get someone who looks like you to be killed. I guess that's it. Matt, what you, what about you? What do you think? We'll be talking spoilers straight from the get go with this because I don't think there's any way around it really. No. Um I I um I enjoyed it uh, quite a lot. Um my same I've got some same feelings as Paul as we'll get into in a bit. But it's re- it's a really interesting concept and um like what the acting's fucking amazing and, and it's shot really well as well. And the soundtrack's really fucking good. But um there are some things that that with the payoff which I've got a problem with. But we we should chat for that. Should we should we delve into a bit of the story, Butch? Yeah, um I mean the story. So Alexander Skarsgård, who's like a who plays James, is like a I don't know. He, he's married into money. He's sort of down and out um, author, and they meet these um, hedon, hedonistic couple who sort of take him down a, a sort of weird drug ride, and essentially, you know, wank him off on the beach. And... <laughs> Weird words. <laughs> that yeah. was quite random, that bit, wasn't it? <laughs> that was so random. Um, and, then and then it sort of just like follows sort of James is uh, after he does this, after he essentially kills this guy and gets the doppelganger created for him and killed in a fucking one of the most visceral ways I think I've seen on, t- on the screen for a long time. Um it it sort of just follows that sort of are they po- you know he's on he's on the journey with them he's going into the drugs he's going into alcohol he's sort of going around thinking that he's part of it when um and like when really are they potentially are poking fun at him I don't know there was a, it's very arty it's very in that sort of world crimes of the future like that Cronenberg sort of real uh, like it's a visually a visual treat. And it challenges you, um, which a lot of people like. I'm not sure I'm one of them all the time. I do get some. This one for me, I think I didn't. It wasn't like enough. That's what I felt. I felt like it was visually stunning, very arty. But I'm just like I couldn't be asked with it. All that bollocks, to be honest. So just <laughs> just pulling up, pulling it back a bit. Obviously, when they, they kill this guy, and then they find out the rules of the country dictate that. If you kill someone, then the the family of the person you've killed has the right to see you die. Mm. And then obviously you find out that they, for a sum of money, can make a complete double of you and they can go in your place. And then the family knows that justice has been served. But here's the question, guys. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Who died? Yeah, I know. And what so is it said- the clone or is it the real person? And this is the kind of thing that I, which I liked, but then I didn't like about the film. And and do you know what, lads? I don't think Brandon Cronenberg as a director gives a fuck what the audience think. He just wants to make a film. And he's he's just going, here you go. This is what I've done. You can talk about all you want. I don't really care. Because the story didn't tie itself up 
or didn't explore loads of things that I could have explored, which I was a bit like, seems like a bit of a missed opportunity. So this whole duplicity of, have they killed the clone? Or is it the clones that are dying or the original people? Because they, they wouldn't be, because obviously they get loaded with the memories of the person. So they know why they're dying, they know what's happening. Um, so in a sense, they are just I got, killing you. I sort of agree, but then I disagree because... I was that was going through my fucking mind the whole way through, but like the whole passport thing, him hiding the passport, right? That suggests to me that it was all the well, real real James. There's no doubt that that's that's what it suggested to me. But what started to happen to him, and I suppose the whole the whacking off at the beach, as he so eloquently put it, well, <laughs> um, is that whole theory of control. So Mia Goth, who in this film is fucking tremendous, so. I watched two films of the ring back to back and I thought she was brilliant in it. The, um, it's that sort of, she starts to exert control over him. So control over like he, where he's going, what he's doing, you know, control over uh, bringing him into this circle of friends. And once he's in there, really sort of exerting a, a power over him. And then sort of at the end, just sort of flick him away going, I don't really give a shit. And but, like also, you said, but also I feel that... Um, she gets off on powerful men as well so she yes. was trying to make him powerful she's like you are the you are the dominant one you you've got to show the real you and be powerful in this but then she kind of figures out kind of he's kind of not either and kind of ridicules him as well and it's just like you're right it's like her about having power over him in the end and this whole situation and that but it's just like it's clever because they, they don't really show I would have liked them to show more about what the process of this whole cloning thing because they only really touch on it slightly of the whole process and I think you're right Paul I think that's why he's like I don't need to explain anything I'm going to concentrate on the fact of this one character James who's come into this world um, and he wants to be in this world and he's actually enjoying it where his life is because they explain how his life is quite suppressed he's, he's been with his missus for 10 years he's only written one book he gets everything he wants because she's got loads of money so now he's kind of living on the wild side of life and he's being able to like yeah like paul you said taking drugs going around having sex orgies you know doing what the hell he wants and kind of getting a thrill out of it but then when is enough enough because should we i mean the this the scene where they go and they kind of kidnap somebody with a bag on their head and obviously bring them to the uh, James to kind of have a go at. I, I guess straight away it was going to it's too obvious. Yeah, that it was be a clone. Now I thought to myself, what would have been really dark on this part was to um, would have flipped it. I don't know how they would have gone about it but was to have his wife under that bag. So oh, he'd be in the class. Yeah, you're going, down, you're going down a Serbian film sort of style of tricks and treats, are you? <laughs> well, well, not quite not quite that way, but um, I thought that would have been a real sucker punch. When that happened, Matt, I thought, oh, they're going to go down there. He's a clone of a clone of a clone. You know what I mean? They've, they just keep cloning them. Because what I, what I, what I did think is that, like... The, you know, did you notice that the, you know, the waiter that served them at the restaurant at the start, or the guy yeah. that was like the rep, he was doing loads of different jobs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. I yeah. thought it was like, has he just been cloned? Is this how this island is populating its island? Yeah. Because yeah, it gives people clones. excess. And then you go, you almost go, it, this is what I thought was going to lead into. Where, like, you make, you do a crime. We'll kill the clone for you. You get away scot-free. But on the payoff, we'll keep a clone for ourselves. Or we could keep 20 clones. And we can, like, run our economy off it or run the hotel off it or just keep <laughs> things happening. Um, yeah. And that's what I thought was happening. But when he revealed that it was a clone of himself. But then, again, it just sort of went down off on the tangent of, well, you know, kill your clone again and exert the power and become one of us. And there's no consequences to you actually doing this because you're in charge. You've got the cash to do it would have made more sense for the clone to sort of survive over the original because you know essentially it's the original was the one who did the crime you know and that little kid coming out and stabbing the you know the fuck out of him yeah that was something that, that was that was that was quite um yeah something to watch and there's another couple another scene later on which is just like when he's is he beating his another one of himself up the one that was sort of like very dog-like. Yeah, that was um, him. As a, yeah, he was like a dog, wasn't he? Subservient. And he, and he, you know, I was thinking irreversible signs in my head in terms of the blood and gore and visceralness of it, which is... Very good like, special effects. Very wow. Good. Yeah, so there was some real, like, really good, like, like I said, cinematography and special effects in the thing. E- even me, though... You, 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 were, you, had, you, like, said about this Mia Goff. I think she's amazing, but... I disliked her, and I and so much so that I fucking hated her character. Like, You're supposed to, I, hate, I know, and I and like that scene where this time it was so nauseating and painful to watch. Like when she's like trying to taunt him out of the bus. I, I, I fucking like, love that. I, I thought hate, that scene was absolutely brilliant. But I hated her accent. I hated everything about the the tone of it. Then just it made did me, its job. Yeah, it definitely, definitely did its job. <laughs> absolutely, it just, yeah, that's it what just, I felt. I felt like, oh my god, that voice. Is so great in, but it's yeah. supposed to be. He's gone to, he's obviously gone to it right. Make it the most annoying, high pitched, really annoying like call. And it is like that sort of thing where you know when you're a kid you played Tig, or hide, sorry hide and seek or something, and somebody's coming to get you and they make that really annoying sound. And it's just like, I thought that was brilliant. And then she's just really that bit. I'd love to know how much she was ad libbing on the front of the car when it's just rolling along. <laughs> <laughs> and her wine drops down on the floor and shit. And, and and it just shows how, like, she's got so much control over that character, James, because he's, even in that situation, he's weak as fuck. He couldn't even, like, do anything. He couldn't even get the gun off her. It was that pathetic that he just, like, did that and run away. Which is really part, str- which is really strange for, to see him in that sort of role. You know, when you see him, like, you've got the Northman, right? Yeah. And, like, you know, his role in, like, True Blood. He's a fucking Adonis. <laughs> maybe it's ripped in this as well isn't he? but yeah um one thing i did want to ask you guys this i don't know whether this is continuity or maybe this answers some questions and i don't know if this is right or wrong now the the, the foreign sounding guy that was in the group uh, in the, about the middle of the film gets shot in the leg yeah yeah right and i thought this was quite a quite a funny tongue-in-cheek bit because obviously they they take him back to james's room right and he's bleeding out and he's got his leg and then it's all disarray and, and then his wife comes out and obviously 
splits of a split second later they're back in jail which is quite funny because they're all in the gap in jail now one obviously james's wife isn't in there so she obviously didn't get arrested or i don't know what happened there it's almost like a scene got cut now then they what i guess is obviously they do that whole bit which is you know they're watching themselves get killed again and then when they come back out the guy that got shot in the leg is still there and he's limping which tells me that it's not it, that's they're not a clone of a clone do you see what i mean because he was yeah. limping another indication that it is the original it, i suppose it's original yeah but i think they i think they are the originals because the bus scene at the end mm. skipped towards that so obviously they're, they're leaving the, the they've left their holiday and they're going home I and they've just turned from animals they're just like normal people and they're just having conversations like so nothing's have you paid have you paid the uh painter for that oh yeah I paid him already yeah yeah when yeah, we get back we got just disassociated themselves from what happened because they just don't give a shit shit yeah <laughs> it's like as soon as these doors are closed on this complex we're gonna go we're gonna be the worst versions of people we can be it reminded and, me a little bit of sallow in that respect obviously uh, yeah. not as detestable but they, they were definitely down that road in terms of like... But then he yeah. he doesn't say anything. He's still depressed and he's still with the... Yeah. Long, the, the so which is which is sets him apart. And obviously he doesn't then go home. He then returns to the complex. So even though he's essentially got a life to go back to or whatever. So that's why what I'm saying. Is it the clone? Has the clone, has the clone no ability to go back to a life? Because this is all this sort of can handle and know I, it's just i don't know yeah. like and this is the thing it doesn't it, it doesn't explain it and i don't need everything explained obviously but i just thought he missed an opportunity he could have done a lot of clever things with the last third of the film mm. but i think you've answered your question earlier on by saying you don't yeah. give a fuck i know i know but I, but i think that's grand for, for when you're watching certain films because like possessor does leave you guessing for a lot of it and I, there are films where you don't mind jesus i started this saying i'd watch more holland drive so pick that one out you know what i mean but i just i don't know i think in certain situations in certain films you can play around with concepts that you've set up and i just thought i missed an opportunity to be really really clever because like i said for the first what first half to the three quarters of the film i loved it but it just let me down fair dues what about the orgy scene enjoy that <laughs> i was just I will, swimming around that one we? <laughs> i will say one thing um the masks in this film were Ooh. insane referencing that's references the deadly sins right they, I thought I, I was a bit confused about them because there was definitely one that like represented greed because they had money in the mouth. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was there like was two def- faces, wasn't there? Like, yeah, envy, lust, all that sort of stuff. I think those. I think those masks represented the deadly sins. I think I loved. I loved those masks. I thought they were fucking awesome. Really well created. Really good part. A really really strong part of the film. Like where where they're in the car and they go to that kind of like a place and yeah what was the um i mean i suppose it's to do with the drugs but the whole nipple thing oh yeah it must yeah, have been it's that, that control isn't it like she's she basically kind of just like oh yeah the thing that comes out body it's just that whole body disform you know they've got a ch- let's just shove a, can we just shove a, a, a hallucinogenic scene hallucinant. where like a nipple goes really elongated do you know Make, what that well, part of the, 
the, the part reminded me of the shunting oh, in um, society. Yeah. Very society-esque, that part. Definitely. <laughs> Tubes coming out of places and amalgamations of body parts. And yeah, well, I, again, I think all that is 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 that everybody looks beautiful and having a great is having a great time but then towards the end it all goes horrible then it will look ugly and it's probably a, a metamorphosis on life and how great it can be but how ugly it can end maybe oh very good that's that's beautifully <laughs> said matt <Wow. laughs> oh i never heard you say it, it sounds so wanky it's amazing amazing <laughs> oh yeah Uh, but yeah they do i do for me i want like another eastern eastern um promises or another bloody history of violence that sort of thing uh that sort of cronenberg i know he's not his dad but like that's what i was gonna say you know it's his son i know but i just want i want him to branch out and just i want you know something like that again for me anyway (laughs) so i like the visceral violence and in stuff that they they do he is he is separating himself from his dad there's definitely differences in like the music and um but yeah it is just like you can see his influence on it definitely it's like there's definitely the dna um uh, it's 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 going to be interesting watching his career um but i just i, I need more than just artsy farty sometimes anyway <laughs> how <laughs> uncultured swine i know i know i just want to fucking hook in the i just want to hook in the puss i don't know that's all i want i'm quite easy highbrow too highbrow for you butch (laughs) yeah should we we rate it then go on let's go out butch first because you're obviously not not a massive fan but i'm enough for a recommend and i just gotta give it what it's due so it's, it's more of a seven for like that's quite high i thought you were every, going yeah but, but but for the oh. movie itself i suppose maybe it's not my enjoyment um because there was elements that were eight, awesome and i could appreciate it so yeah seven for me jordy paul well i'm gonna go six which is <laughs> strange that i'm a bit further down than you i just i like i said for i suppose it's it's better than average for three quarters of the film i thought it was brilliant and then the last bit i was like oh no um and it really sort of let us down. Um, so, yeah, a six for me. But definitely worth a watch. A film that needs to be seen to be talked about. I'm uh, with Butch, I think, I think a seven could have been an eight. But I really I really enjoyed it. I really thought um, good performances all around. I like weird shit. I like not knowing where it's going and new stories. So this is kind of my, my sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I kind of understand. I It kind of... It paced really well all, all the way through, but at the end for me, it just fouled that little couple of points at the end because I, I just I didn't really want it tied up in a bow, but I kind of wanted it to go out with a bit of a bang, if you mm. if, if so. You said the bang was in the middle. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, a big bang. Um, but yeah, um, I thought it was brilliant. Look, just all round, I probably would have given an eight, maybe even more, because um, Mia Goff was absolutely superb. And I love the fucking masks. I thought they were really cool. But yeah, I quite like. I quite enjoyed it. Nice. Just draw one last breath. Seven out of ten. <laughs> um, right. Moving on to the next episode. We are going to be in for a treat. Lee Cronin's Evil Dead Rises, which I don't know. It's either going to be 
I don't know what to. I don't know what to expect. I've seen too many of the trailers. The last one was just blood, 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 blood. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to watch because Evil Dead has just dropped onto Shudder, so I will watch the uh, the the re, the re, you know what I don't know. We call it reimagining or remake or whatever the crap you call it. But I will watch that first one um again because i fucking love, i'm watching ages i love that movie so yeah evil dead rises yeah lee cronin's from around your way paul dublin oh irish let's see what the irish can do well top of your morning tears <laughs> oh god cool sorry right, for all well, those irish start. listeners out there <laughs> i apologize right, let's, get, let's get on to our something to scream about What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, so this week, um, I thought, well, you just haven't had your brains tested in a while, so I thought I'd do a little wee little quiz for you again. Um, but this one's got a bit of a theme. So this one is the Jordy Paul, Draw One Last Breath movie tagline quiz. Who wants to go first? I'll go on and I'll go first. Okay, well, we'll do it. We'll do <laughs> it in turn. Be... So, uh, and then, uh, so do you want uh, you ma- taglines you mar- A or taglines B? Are you marking this as well? I am so. marking it, yes. Well, like, oh, oh, I need there to be consequences for whoever gets it wrong, whoever loses. And I have got a, a tie break question as well. If you do, oh, for fuck's sake, tag, we have, tag one, eh? is there a prize? <laughs> the prize is bragging rights over the other one. I'll make you a little trophy and send it in the post. Eh? <laughs> Amazing. So I want Right. So who wants to go first and which one do you want? A or B? Hey, I've already said me. Okay, right. So we'll just alternate. So we'll go one one. It starts off easy and it gets harder. All right, in my Good. opinion. Okay. So number one, Matt. Movie yeah. tagline. What movie is this? The night he came home. Halloween. Yes, that is correct. Ding 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 ding. Yay! I got one. See, I told you. So you have one. <laughs> right, Butcher. Your first one. In space, no one can hear you scream. Alien. Yay! I told you they got... Did I get you also? <laughs> yes! That's nice a hard one. I know it is. Like that. Number two, Matt. Oh, crap. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Jaws. Jaws? The Revenge. No. Two? two? Jaws, Jaws two. two. We'll, we'll give you it. Oh, I nearly <laughs> fell for it. Jaws the Revenge. Uh, right, number I two. I you going to take the fist, you know, because <laughs> you're posting. <laughs> number two, Butch. They're here. Oh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist is correct. They're here. <laughs> number, <laughs> number three, Matt. So if you get three out of three, man is the warmest place to hide. The thing. See, he's a smashing it. Three out <laughs> of three. Mr. Butcher. Number three. Sometimes dead is better. Can I steal it? <laughs> right. Oh, uh, pet cemetery. Is the right answer. <laughs> Watch out for those trucks. Oh, 
Well, Trump it's three, it's better. locked at 3-3 after three questions. All right, that's number up. four. He'll tear your soul apart. How is it? Okay. Number four, Butcher. Cute, mischievous, intelligent, dangerous. Gremlins. Is the right answer. <laughs> oh my god, see, he's a smashing it. Four 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 all after four questions each. Right. Number five, Matt. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one survives. God, that could be a couple. Can you say it again? She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one survives. <laughs> I can think of a couple. Oh, I don't know it. She's the only one that can stop it. Oh, God. Um... Worth she's she's the only one that can stop it. Yeah. If she fails, no one survives. If she fails, no one survives. Do 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 Oh, fuck. It is Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, fuck, of course it is. I've got the poster on my freaking wall right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right, yeah, Butcher, here's your time to shine. Number five. The good news is your dates are here. The bad news oh, is they're off. dead. Come on. Um, I'm on the spot here. The good news is your dates are here. The bad. Oh, why do I know that one? We just talked about that recently. The good news. <laughs> what? Uh, I know this. I know this. I do know this. The good news. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt knows it as well. Good news is they're dead. Oh, oh this is stupid dead air. I don't know what. I don't. The good news is dead. Oh, fucking assholes. Matt, um, you come out of his misery? No, I can't. I can't fucking. Beetlejuice. No, Matt, do you want to tell him? Yeah, I don't <laughs> he's, going, he's going to get the. For those on the end of the podcast, he's gone to get the VHS. <laughs> the good news is they're dead. Anyway, do you want to know the answer? Yeah. Night of the Creeps. Oh, it's fuck. the right answer. One, so one, after one, five one. questions each, it is four four. Punch myself in the face. <laughs> I think you'll definitely get the I next one. I can see him. Up. I can see Tom. Thing is, I could see Tom Atkins saying it. So why didn't I? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Number six, Matt. Herbert West has a very good head on his shoulders, and another one in a dish on his desk. A reanimator is the right answer. Paul, number six for you. I think you're going to get this, Matt. By sword, by pick. By axe, bye bye. <laughs> I scored my pick. Can I steal it if you don't get it? <laughs> Do I win if I answer? The mutilator is the right answer. Fucking how did you not get that straight away? Did I you just, just Google thought, that? 
Dramatic. Ten- got, there's a tagline for that. <laughs> Dramatic tension. That was. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Right, number seven, Matt. These are doing very well. I'm very impressed with this. Uh, trapped in time, surrounded by evil, low on gas. Ah. Wow, it's one of the movies, but am I going to am I going to get the right one? There's only one movie. Well, Evil Dead. No. Oh. Come on. Come on. Listen to the do the tagline again. I'm going to give him another chance. Trapped in time, surrounded by evil, low on gas. There's only one movie that does that out of the out of the out of them. Evil Dead, the third one, uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yes. I just said that. You said the only one, so I went Evil Dead. Yeah, but it's Army of Darkness, isn't it? It ain't fucking it's not Evil the Dead. Only one Evil Dead's the proper one. Yeah, but Listen, the that's only what one... I said straight away is, is the third one, but because you said, oh, the only one, I was like, well, obviously that's Evil Dead then, the first one. Oh, I'm sorry that I. Anyway, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. I'll give you it, Matt. So you're, you're on six, right, Paul? Number seven for you. Check in, relax, take a shower. Um, psycho, gotta be right. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, right, Matt. Number eight. She's evil, and not just high school evil. Carrie. No. Oh, okay. She's evil, but not just high school, high school evil. evil. Oh, I think I know now. I've just twigged. Should we let him answer, Paul? Yeah, no, go on. No, no, no. You have a stab. She's evil, but not, but only high school evil. Firestarter? No, i got no idea. Well, Matt. Is it... Is it... Um, what's her name in it? Where she eats boys. Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer's body. Body, Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body is the right answer. Oh, yes. yes. Awesome. I thought it was. <laughs> right, Paul, number eight. To avoid fainting, keep repeating, it's only a movie. It's only a movie. Ah, oh, why don't I know this? Oh, why don't I should know this? I know that. I know that. Oh, um... Oh, I've got two in my head. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nope. No, Last House on the Left. Is the right answer. Oh, not bad. <laughs> no, we'll give you that. We'll give you it. Yeah, you can have that. <laughs> we'll give you it. Well, he's around seven, seven and eight. Seven, right out of eight. I'm very, very impressed with these guys. Right. Number nine. This is where it starts to get quite hard. Oh, Number nine. Let the festivities begin. Let the festivities begin? You know this, Matt. He's got faith in you. Let the festivities begin. Dan Evans, one of Dan Evans' favourite movies. No, it's not Titanic. Um, (laughs) I think it might be linked to Nicolas Cage, but I could I could be wrong. I I got I I don't know what this is. Maybe maybe. Oh, hang on. Is it um. Wicker Man. Is no. it not? Is it not, not? is it not the Wicker oh, Man? Okay. No. That's the only thing I thought of because like is it, <laughs> is, it, is it Halloween free season of the witch? It's not, no, you were closer with Wicker Man. Kill list? It is midsummer. 
Oh, oh, it's not a very it's not a very well known one though come on it's not but i did say they were going to get harder yeah, so yeah. fair play fair play number nine paul be fucking rock hard now a legend in terror is no campfire. oh hang on <laughs> a legend in terror is no campfire story anymore i mean i kind of want to say friday the fame no. Hatchet? No. <laughs> Sleepaway camp? Nope. <laughs> oh, God. The burning? Say, say it again. It is the burning. Oh, well done. <laughs> Didn't get it right, though. Oh, I was just going to go through every single camp. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. I can't I can't give you it after you have five guesses, so he's <laughs> yeah. a tide going into the last question. Number 10, Matt. Where shopping can chop... Ah. Fuck. Chopping more. <laughs> I knew that anyway. As soon as you went went shop went shopping, I was like chopping. Oh, but you better get this one right. <laughs> well, the correct tagline was where shopping can cost you an arm and a leg. Arm and leg, yeah. I knew you were got that. that. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Sack the quiz master. Number ten, Paul, final one. To tie <laughs> and take it to a tiebreaker. This time it's war. Ooh, this is a good silent. podcast. Good one. I think I know it. I think I, it's, it's one or two. It's a sequel, right? It's a sequel. Yeah. Aliens. Is the yeah. right answer. Correct. Oh. You know what went through my mind, though, immediately, I, I won't lie, is Critters 2. <laughs> 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 For some reason. <laughs> right. Well, lads, you did very well there. Nine out of ten each. So we're going to do the... the uh, the tiebreaker. So, the tiebreaker, I'm going to see a movie tagline. You need to work out what the film is, and then I need to find the total body count in the entire franchise. Okay? Oh, the, close, the closest wins. All right? Okay. All right. Okay. Save the tagline. Someone has taken their love for scary movies one step too far. Solving this mystery is going to be murder. Scream? No? Scream? Yeah. So it is the Scream franchise. So how many people die in Scream 1, 2, 6? 1 to 6 or 1 to, se- one to 6, yeah. Sorry. 1 to 6, yeah. I included oh. the new one. Wow. Wow. So come on then. Who wants to go first? Matt, do you want to give us a number? I'm going to pick a number. I'm going to say 155. And the total is 155. Oh, yeah, that's probably going to be way over, but fuck it. <laughs> What? 155? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Butch? That's probably way too many. 56. 56. The answer's locked in. Ready to go? Right. I can reveal that the total death count in Scream 1 to 6 is remarkably 59. Oh, oh <laughs> butcher! You were so close. <laughs> wow, that was good. I mean, I I was closest. I should I should have averaged it really like ten per per ten per movie. That's why I was say, just going out of an outlandish thing. <laughs> That's fifty six kills in the films. There are a couple more outside in the whole sort of law. Uh, there is uh, the Sydney Prescott's mum who dies before the films even out, and Sydney Prescott's dad who dies in between a couple of the films. But it's so sort of, I didn't I mean, didn't count them. So yeah, it's actually like ghost face kills and stuff. So mm. yeah. Fifty nine. So Very good. Mr. Butcher wins. 
Oh, like, is it only killed by Ghostface, or does it include killed by... No, it includes the killers getting killed. <laughs> cool. Cheers, Paul. Good, good little quiz, that. Enjoyed that. Perfect. Very good. Nice one. Uh, anyone else wants to do a little quiz for us, just uh, write in, you know, the uh, information on social media. You know, we haven't... We love reading your emails, so... Um, yeah, send us a quiz. Lovely job. Right. On that lovely note, let's move on to our movie from the vault. All Tom Hanks wanted was a quiet vacation at home. This is what I need, Carol. I, I need this. Welcome to Mayfield Place. A typical street in the burbs. Morning, Walter. Where nothing much ever happened. Walter's dog just took a dump on Rumsfield's lawn again. Until the Clopex moved in. Clopex? Clopex. Clopex. No one goes in, no one comes out. Neighbors from hell. It was a nice place to live. He said he thinks the Clopex are evil incarnate. Well, you're much too smart to fall for that, aren't you, honey? But now... Carol! You wouldn't want to visit there. Ray, this is Walter. The Burbs. I'm going over the fence, and I'm not coming back till I find a dead body. Ray, do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? We found Walter! We got a real problem. I hit the gas line, I'd run! God, I love this street. Tom Hanks. I think we are overreacting. No. The Burbs. It's one hell of a neighborhood. Hey, honey. I think we should move. Okay, so this week's movie from the vault was my pick, and I've been wanting to pick this for ages, and I picked uh, 1989's The Burbs, starring Tom Hanks, Carrie Fisher, Corey Feldman, Bruce Dern. Oh, my God, Bruce Dern. Um, and directed by Joe Dante. So... A uh, little synopsis, an overstressed suburbanite and his neighbours are convinced that the new family on the block is part of a murderous satanic cult. So, lads, when did you first see this? I rented this from my local video shop. It was called Shans. And we went round there and I think we got we had a movie night. Like where we used to, we used to just go around go to the shop and we used to get a big bottle of coke loads of shit chocolate and i rent we rented it off the shelf and uh i just remember when i was a kid absolutely loving this movie i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> honestly um i know this is one of my brother sam's like favorite uh favorite horror movies or favorite movies i don't know i don't remember watching it really i know i have watched it once but it's not one that's like stuck with me throughout time um it was nice watching it on a rewatch um but yeah i couldn't remember couldn't couldn't tell you when i uh picked this one up but it would have been obviously you know one of the ones in, in amongst gremlins or something like that but it's not stuck with me joe dante you know a plethora of 80s goodness in there you know from henry gibson and um, wendy shaw as well fucking loads of 80s goodness in it Carrie but, Fisher you've mentioned her but I was just mentioned <laughs> I 
Hans. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was definitely uh, the video man in, in, in his car came round and opened the boot, and we definitely got this one from him. Um, yeah, I and mean, I remember loving it as a kid. And to be honest, I've always had a fond place in my heart for it all the way through my life. Got a nice little uh, Arrow Steelbook when it came out. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always been there. But I haven't seen it for years. I actually haven't seen it for years. So it was, it was quite a nice little watch. So do you want to start with the plot? Plot. It's <laughs> 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 just like Tom Hanks is is a uh what i guess is in a highly kind of strong job he take, he's taken a bit of time off to to relax um and he hasn't got any kids he's, he's living on his own with his wife which is played by carrie the, the amazing carrie fisher r.i.p um and he is kind of one of those things isn't it um what's the hitchcock movie where he spies out the window Rear window. That's it. Rear window. Well, there you go. Rear window. Spying out the rear. The rear. It's got a, kind of a rear window esque kind of nosy neighbour touch to it. So he's kind of like looking out the window, and there's the new neighbours that rock up, and they're not your average kind of suburban neighbours. You know, like white collar. Sorry, blue collar. Uh, kind of like workers that live in the suburbs. They're kind of a a, a weird looking Adams family type weird family that move in and he doesn't like the look of them so he decides to investigate because one of their neighbors older neighbors goes missing the germans <laughs> don't mention the war well, it's his mate isn't it his mate is just constantly winding them up and eating everyone's food <laughs> yes yeah it's just a quirky 80s sort of like tom hanks comedy with a bit of a horror edge in it really um it's got some nice little nods to other bits. Saw some gremlin cereal in there. Freaky cereal. Facts so my max facts. It's all right. Anytime. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know about this one for me. I just, uh, it's not one of my favorite ones from the eighties. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm getting a, a certain trend here. Films that you can't remember or didn't see when you were young, poo-pooing them just because you didn't have a special place in your heart. This so one... you better go easy on this one, son. <laughs> <laughs> because there well, are no, a lot of bur- Bourbonites out there. I'm going to call them. It does deal with a, a quite interesting theme, though, about, like, sort of, you know, it, 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 uh, sort of acceptance and sort of, uh, like... Because the, the guy Rumsfeld, the blue collar American army dude, it reminds me so much of the guy in Tremors. It's so funny. Yeah. Like it's, literally yeah. just, it's the same character essentially. It's probably survivalist, like. But you know, the, like he said, the comments where he sort of he's horrible when he goes to see them. He's yeah. actually horrible. Like pull a wallpaper off the walls. What's he playing at? Um, but it it definitely does, and they become the annoying neighbors. I know that's obviously saying. Yeah, well. they like, do. Because. His best mate, Tom Hanks' best mate or the neighbour, is a fucking prick. <laughs> He's such a douchebag. Um, but and it does play on that. Um, and I always, uh, you know, it, it's quite interesting. It's like, well, how far do you have to go to to sort of prove your point? <laughs> yeah, and it goes on to that sort of like, I don't know, popular thing at the moment, which is all about the Karens and stuff like that and poking your nose in. So a lot of that going around at the moment so this is sort of like very re- very relevant to what's happening today um and I, 
I always remember as a kid being scared of the uh, the sun. The ginger. You didn't like gingers. Don't like gingers now. <laughs> sort of almost looked like a werewolf, didn't he? Like too many yeah. eyebrows. Um, Definitely. I always, I always think that like um, uh, that the office character, um, his brother, was probably based on him a little bit. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, McKenzie no, the sorry, the American office, not the. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was alright. <laughs> let's be honest, it's not a horror film, really, is it? To be fair, I mean, it's horror, very it's, horror adjacent. It's a comedy film. It's a comedy horror, I'd say. Yeah. So to a yeah. certain degree. It's a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> An 80s Tom Hanks movie, very sort of like, you know, big and all that sort of stuff. I love, I love, love big, you know, I remember that fondly from when I was a kid. I was, <laughs> and he had so much Tom Hanks, you know, room, room for Tom Hanks. <laughs> I tell you what, the scene where they go to visit them and he eats that sardine is horrendous. <laughs> oh my God. A pretzel and a sardine. Oh, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I do like uh, the performance of uh, Henry Gibson that plays uh, Dr. Werner. He, he's, he plays a creep. He's just he's creepy. Great in everything. He's great yeah. in everything. Um, Bruce Dern and Wendy Shaw, they both the parents are in um, How Now I Shrunk the Kids. Is that wrong? No, that's the wrong. Yeah, that's not Bruce Dern. That's not Bruce Dern. I know who you're on about. You're on about the opposite side, aren't you? Not not Rick Moranis, the other parents. Yeah, the other parents. No, he does look a bit like him, but no, it's not no. him. What about the what about the the blondie, Wendy Shaw? I don't think so. She's been in a lot, and I can't. She's in Inner Space. You might go, and she's in yeah. Barry's Not Included. That's maybe, she... maybe where you remember her from. I don't know. I see. I picture her in like a corset and lingerie for some reason. I can't remember what movie. <laughs> what she do? What movie? Uh, Amer- American Dad. Uh, today. <laughs> Family Guy. I loved uh, Corey Feldman though when she's doing the plants and he's like, "Hey, Mrs. Bromfield, no tan lines." He's <laughs> <laughs> just great. Corey oh, what's Feldman. the line when he's uh, when the pizza dude's here? Oh, what was the line when the pizza dude? Hey man, it's a pizza dude. Hey man, fuck off. <laughs> I love that bit. Corey Feldman is fucking brilliant in this. There's a clip, right? Uh, off scene, like off camera clip that's going around on the internet uh, where Dick Miller has a massive go at Corey Feldman because they're like ad libbing. Corey Feldman won't shut the fuck up. And he's just like, shut up. He's like, shut up, kid. It's like crazy. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, I'm just looking at quotes here. So, Rumsfeld, Klobeck, what is that, Slavic? No! About a nine on the tension scale, Rube. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and the dream sequence? Like, how do you not like the dream sequence, Paul? Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, quali- honestly, it's great. But I, I can't stop getting over the fact that I've seen this Wendy Shaw character in something. In like, oh, my Lord. In, like, weird lingerie. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what Six movie. Six feet under. Don't know, maybe. Friends. Oh, my God. Small soldiers. X-Files. Something. She's... I don't think she was in lingerie and small soldiers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. If anyone knows. What, 
What movie I'm thinking of? I'm sure she's, exposure. Don't know, she's Red Shoe Diaries, but like uh, I can't figure out which movie that I can see her in. Like, she was the awesome. Anyway, yeah, back to the movie. <laughs> but yeah, some fantastic like little sequences and and and, and comedic moments and stuff like that. But it wasn't. I I, I like Tom Hanks. I like every character. I just didn't like. The, the neighbor, De Cannon, or whatever his name is. I, I don't know what else he's, but he was another 80s chap, but he was never my favorite. Scary movie. Yeah, he's, he was, wasn't he? He was a dad, wasn't he? Like, um, yeah. said, um, but yeah, he's just not my favorite person, like, act, comedy actor. He just plays too much, the goofball, which I don't really like generally in, in that sort of movie. Tom Hanks is brilliant, like, surrounded cast. I mean, some of the weird costume choices, like, you know the stupid gelee that, that, that he's come out and done the uh, the automatic um, uh, flag flag, and he's come out and it's like got a bullet necklace on and a gelee. Fantastic little moment there. Um, but yeah, the the dream sequence with like his sort of research into um, horror movies and what comes on the TV. I don't want to mention them because I'll get shouted out by Matt. I'm sure they're in your uh, Matt's facts later. Oh, I don't think so, but you can talk nope. about that. Obviously, had Exorcist on the TV and um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which I thought was a great choice. A great movie. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's just nostalgia all the way through it. Joe Dante does an amazing job. Um, But they sort of just like, there's a lot of these. This was, you know, if you said the 80s, this is in that mix. You know, this is one of the ones you'd need to watch from the 80s, 100%. Watch the burbs, definitely. But. What happened at the end, you know? It was end of well, day. Well, it is all about the ending, to be fair, because, like... They uh, were right. <laughs> yeah. And so this, you, has been, they, this has been parodied and parodied a lot. This, the Burbs has been parodied a lot in Simpsons, um, Family Guy, any cartoon has sort of done this. They were, like, Rick and Morty had done it. <laughs> so, it's well-loved. Yeah, so spoilers, they get to the end, don't they? They, you, they blow, essentially blow their neighbour's house up. <laughs> <laughs> And it's sort of like, what have you done? He's are all mental. And then actually, the, the Clobex then decide to try and kill Ray, which is a stupid move because they've got away with it, essentially. <laughs> but he yeah. thinks they've seen something that they haven't. Um, so he tries to kill them. And then obviously it's revealed that he's got loads of skulls in his car. <laughs> he's been killing... Well, um, he did mention, didn't he, when he was about to kill Tom Hanks, the right character, he, he, he'd killed the Nips. The Nips? The Naps. The Naps. Uh, who were like in the house like before them and okay th- how many skulls were in the boot because like, there was a lot lots yeah there was a lot so obviously they moved them once they uh but there wasn't that many people living in that house surely so who the fuck no, they, they were moving all the time weren't they so i think they was right. collecting the skulls every time he left but i forgot the ending i must admit and i was <laughs> really thought that they were innocent and then um and that the reason that they'd moved is that they were just the weirdos and that every every instance of their house, somebody like Tom Hanks had come into the house and, and inadvertently it had blown up because they'd done some snooping. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, coincidence. But no, they were dirtbags. And the, <laughs> the way he took out hands was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Ian, Tom Hanks is just like, you sort of, you miss him from that era you do because he doesn't do the i haven't seen this 
might is it not my name's otto or something like that's a new one um but that goofiness and just like him doing sort of um physical comedy he did physical comedy very very well and like you look at him and like you compare it to like big and stuff like that with the, when he gets the is it the giraffe and you remember he's like riding around on that this was yeah. reminiscent when he grabs that gurney and he sort of just chucks himself in the hand yeah <laughs> that, that was all ad libbed that part really yeah he did that himself so the, the, from a comic i'm being, bl- being blown up taking me to hospital <laughs> <laughs> he's just the best at being stupid he really was great at that in that era and that's that, what that is, um, he's confessed that's one of his favorite movies of his own did you know that not the burbs yeah <laughs> Many a times he's confessed. Hmm. Should, we, like should we go into some Matt's facts? Do it. Obviously how uh, Butcher spoiled already, but early in the movie when Cory Danziger is eating breakfast, a box of Gremlins cereal can be seen on the kitchen counter in the background. Cory Feldman, of course, was in Gremlins, also directed by John Dante. Joe Dante. And not John, Joe Dante, yeah, sorry. Um can you get hold of a box of gremlin cereal? No. Um, <laughs> the house where Ricky Butler, Corey Falman, lives is the same uh, house as it was used in Monsters in 1964. And the house where Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher lives was also used uh, for Leave It to the Beaver, which was a big TV show in 1957 in America. Uh, most of the houses on the blocks were, uh, where the film takes place were featured on TV with shows uh, with Desperate Housewives to, in 2004 being the latest um apparently it was shot on well it, not apparently it was shot on the back lot of universal studios so like every like 30 minutes or so they had to just stop filming because there, there would be a whole big like like little bus turn up and everybody go oh and this is where currently the burbs is being filmed and then they jog on and they'd have to wait for to commence filming which was fucking hilarious um that is mental <laughs> It is cool. And um, my final fact is um, the the theatrical ending in which the skulls were discovered in the trunk of Copelec's car uh, was an insert shot film by Joe Dante's regular director of photography, John Horror. After the two original endings involved, the trunk had fa- uh, failed, which included dead cheerleaders and the two dead garbage men played by Dick Miller and Robert Picardo. Now, no, obviously, we know, skulls. we know who the great Dick Miller is. Um, who's the other chap? Robert Picardo. I'm, I'm not sure. Robert Picardo is the doctor from Voyager. Okay. Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's two Star Trek references you've I got. I know, right? So we, is he getting sacked or what? <laughs> no. Jesus. We don't allow Trekkies in here. <laughs> oh, no. Just bow before my font of knowledge. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I anyway. will refer to that fanboys uh, meme that you sent earlier. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, anyway, should we rate this? By all means. Go on, watch go first. <laughs> I think it's seven, seven for me. It's not one of my favourites for the 80s. It's, I get it. it's not one of my favourites, um, but there's lots of charm and wit and humour. Um, but it's uh, it never. I remember when I think I remember when I watched it. It never lived up to my horror expectations. I think. Jordy Paul. Well, I'm gonna give it a nine. I love it. 
I do. I love it. And I loved it as a kid and I love it as an adult and I think it's brilliant. And actually, I can't wait to watch it with my sons, to be honest, because I think they'll dig it as well. So, yeah. Uh, but it isn't perfect by any stretch of the minutes. But, yeah, 9 out of 10. I have to, I have to say it, did age, it has aged very well. Very good. Hmm. Well, I, I second the 9, to be honest, because, I mean, it, it's, I think it is one of those movies where um you watch it when you're when you're younger and if you do remember it like i do fondly with memories um it's got some great one-liners and tom hanks is awesome and but i mean i'll, I'll say one thing watching it with such a big gap I, it does it is it was a lot more um slower than i remember because when i was a kid i just remember it being way more fast-paced i just don't know whether i've just been spoiled with so many movies since that but it is very a very a slow paced movie, but the payoff is great and Tom Hanks is fucking amazing. And it's just a great all star cast. So yeah, that's why as a nine from me. Cool. So it leads me to the next pick. Oh god, here we go. Mr. Paul Butcher, it is your turn. God help us, everyone. He looks far too excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next episode is Evil Dead Rises. Um, that is the second movie in uh, the new Evil Dead um, franchise. So let's go for Evil Dead 2, shall we? To compliment it. Because <laughs> I know we've done Evil Dead. But let's watch how... Pretty much Evil Dead. Pretty much Evil, Evil Dead. Dead too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just sticking the old, the old review we did. And Paul can record his bits. <laughs> it's not. They're so different. Chalk and cheese, they are. They are chalk and cheese. Okay, all right. Yeah. So much more to talk about on Evil Dead 2. Happy on that? Yes, very happy. Yeah. I've got that, so that's that's fine by me. I've got I it. I haven't seen it in years. I haven't got it, but I'm sure I will find it. I may, I may just watch Army of Darkness just for a bit of fun as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is my boomstick. Love it. Anyway. Movie. <laughs> yeah, I might be watching a lot of Evil Dead in the next couple of weeks. Fantastic. All right, then. Thank you for listening to another episode of Draw and Last Breath Horror Podcast. Um, we'll listen to us drone on about Infinity Pool and uh, the lovely burbs. Uh, moving on to uh, episode 128. We will be going to the cinema again i mean there's a couple of good movies renfield's out but we're going to be reviewing we'll talk about renfield but we're going to be reviewing deep dive into the lee cronin's evil dead rises um i have something to scream about um we have got something interesting to bring along and our movie from the vault i've just picked sam raimi's evil dead 2 and i guess there's only one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell Here's another podcast.